<laughs> oh man, it's a shame I had, I hadn't even hit record yet. Oh, oh man, it's such a shame that the listeners won't get to hear that. Do you think they bought it? Sure. Trying to trying to sneak in an intro without actually doing anything. Yeah. Tuesday, Tuesday podcast episode 126 with your hosts Sam Ginsberg, Tyler Dryblatt, and a mystery guest. Here's Tyler Dryblatt. <laughs> hey everybody, welcome. Our mystery guest, it's just three stacks, but hi three stacks. Hi, I'm not exciting. Well, I'm not nearly as exciting as a mystery. Yeah, you're not, I mean, maybe you're exciting, you're just not really a mystery. Yeah. Yeah, I guess that's fair. That's fair. Well, your beer so far is a mystery to me. Do you want to unveil that? It's not, though. Oh, it's just what you're drinking? Yeah. I'm sorry. I did not have time to actually go out and get a different beer. And the only one I have in the fridge that I haven't already had is a bomber of a 10% barley wine. And I don't want to die tonight. Uh, yeah. So, uh, all right, well, just remind everybody what you're drinking then. Go for it. Uh, it is Two Brothers Peppermint Bark Porter 2015. There's a lot of extra words on here, but I feel like the name is pretty self-explanatory. I assume it's yep. a peppermint porter. I'm very excited about it. And we're both having that if you didn't glean as as much. Right. No. Yeah. Uh, um, does anybody have a first impression of the beer? Uh, so I took a sniff of it, and I was like... Oh, I'm about to get disappointed. And then I took a sip of it, and then I was like, oh, no, I'm not. After Good. just one sip, uh, it's it's pretty tasty. We actually had a, a different peppermint porter this weekend, and she really liked it, and I was kind of disappointed with it because I didn't think it had enough uh, malt backbone to back up the peppermint, mm-hmm. and this one does. So I'm liking this so far. All right. Yeah, I mean, I, I agree. Yeah. I think this one is slightly maltier i don't know i think the reason sam didn't like the one we had the other night was because it tasted just like mint dark chocolate which to me was great but it's not his scene i'm not a dark chocolate guy um but as someone who likes uh mint and dark beers and dark chocolate peppermint porters as it turns out are my jam all right cool cool well, I'm uh, glad you two have beers you'll like. I am not sure what I've got here, but it's... I'm not even sure how to pronounce what I have. Um, Pierre Noel, I think. Show the camera. This way the listeners can read. I mean, the Noel part, I'm pretty sure you got right. Right. Pierre Noel. Pierre Noel. How's that? Does that sound good? Yeah. We got it? Yeah. Twist your mustache next time. Anyway, it's a Belgian Christmas ale which I didn't really know was its own category. I mean, I guess a Christmas sale, sure, but a Belgian Christmas sale. It's 7% ABV. It Let's see, it smells just kind of like a sour ale, to be honest. Hopefully it doesn't taste that way. Mm, that's pretty good. It's very uh, kind of light on the on the tongue, you know? It's, it's fairly effervescent, not a whole lot of body. 
Um, it's sweet, uh, a little bit of the, you know, a little bit of that, that Belgian yeast flavor, but it's really not a ton. There's not a whole lot to this, to be honest, at least not in the first sip. But, I mean, it's inoffensive. And is this is this from Belgium? Yes, it is from Belgium. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, it's, you know, it's okay. Maybe I'll find some more flavor notes as we continue drinking it. But so far, it's just kind of uh, mediocre. That's too bad. Yeah, well, that's the way it is. Um, let's see. What do we got going on? Uh, I have a new computer. Yeah? Yeah, I'm Skyping you guys on my new computer. Yeah, what do you think? Well, it's about two hours old. Okay. Um, so I don't have a lot of first impressions. Uh, but it's a touchscreen laptop, which is kind of interesting. I think I would hate that. I mean, it's not like I have to use the touchscreen, but I can. Ah. So, like, it has, like, you know, a keypad and a mouse pad and all that, or a touchpad, I mean. But I can also poke the screen, which is kind of cool, but also kind of makes me feel like a caveman using a computer. Do you grunt every time? I'm like, uh, uh, porn, uh, porno. Tell, please tell me you've used your dick on the touchscreen at least once so far. <laughs> I haven't, but boy, I sure am going to. Would it, if I had that, it would be 20 minutes tops. <laughs> yeah, I. It's, it's funny. It's interesting. I haven't had a computer like that before. Um, but I think, I don't know, I think I'll like it. It's also like all white, which definitely isn't great for me because I'm going to make it look disgusting, I'm sure. You're just going to like get it dirty probably i'm a dirty human being uh can you do me a favor what's that can we not talk about star wars i haven't seen it okay cool then i'll do you a favor and also not talk about star wars okay great yeah see it's terrible i've seen all the star wars movies in theaters and i would like to see this one in theaters but i live in a small town with like a lot of students so the theater sold out for like the next two weeks damn yeah, it's very unfortunate. Well, at least, like, if there's constant demand, it's not like it'll go out of theaters next to getting sold out. So right. you'll be able to see it in theaters, and you might just have to wait a little bit. I'm not worried about that. I am worried about uh, spoilies. Yeah, me too. But that's, you know, that's a plight for a different day, I guess. Fight that battle when it arrives. We're going to Three Stacks's parents place for christ mass time and i i'm supposed to get her brother to go with me oh why wait hold on three stacks can you explain why that is because my brother likes star wars and sam likes star wars and then they can go see it and stop bothering me for a while oh i see okay i gotcha and also yeah and also sam wants to bond with my brother (laughs) that sucks What's wrong with you, Sam? I like her brother. Oh, how old is he? 27. 27? Yeah. Oh, 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 that's you. That's sadder than I thought. Wait. So he's older than you. No, I mean, he's just, like, a cool guy. Like, we've hung out a couple of times. Just like, oh, I like In talking to you. In my mind, you were, like, trying to curry favor with her, like, you know, 12-year-old brother or something like that. <laughs> I was like, oh, okay, that's fine. But in this new situation, it sounds like you want a, a, a big brother, big sister connection. I mean, wait, why is one of us the sister? Well, just the way it is. I think that, emotionally speaking, her brother's probably closer to 12 than 27. So can I play oh, okay. it off like that? 
Right, yeah. Yeah, I guess that evens it out. That is extremely accurate. And also, my brother gets weirdly jealous of boyfriends sometimes. So trying to win him over might not be the worst plan. Hold on, wait. Now there's a story I have to hear. I, I mean, it's not really a story. It's just that we didn't have a lot of cousins growing up. So he uh-huh. gets sad when I have significant others that I bring to events so, because it means I don't talk to him exclusively. Oh, okay. We're not good at being social. Mm. Okay, interesting, interesting. But then your parents came to visit this weekend and you got all butthurt that he didn't come because he's hanging out with his girlfriend. And I was like, this goddamn hypocrisy, it yeah. will not stand. There's a lot going on here. Yeah. To be fair, he texted me on Saturday, and it was just a picture of cat-shaped bottles of wine. So, I don't know what he was doing, but I can't imagine it was better than hanging out with me. Or it was much better, because cat-shaped bottles of wine might be the only way I would want bottles of wine. Mmm. That's... Hmm. I've drank things out of shaped bottles, and to be honest, it's usually worse. Like that Buddha beer you had on the show. I was just thinking about that. Yeah, that was very bad. I've seen that in liquor stores two or three times, and every time I think, hey, it'd be funny if I bought that, and then I think, nah, dog, nah, that ain't me. Yeah, that that beer is for, like, two people. People who are pranking other people, and white people with dreadlocks. I wonder if there are any white people with dreadlocks I can prank with it. Or would that just (laughs) be a nice gift? They'd be like, oh, righteous, man, I'm gonna fill this up with sand and leave it on my mantelpiece. And then drink it. Yeah, and then, well, because they're so high. Yeah. Yeah, okay. Let's do an article, sure. shall we? Yeah. yeah. Let's see what we got. From mtlblog.com. Now, that's Montreal. Oh, oh, that makes sense. Yeah. That makes sense. Yeah. Because the article is, Montreal taxi drivers are now selling beer and cigarettes. And before you say, wow, Canada, that's awfully liberal of you, uh, this is completely illegal that they're doing this. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, uh, really, really, really not supposed to. But it's all because of Uber, apparently. You know, like the Uber driving service? Yeah. Apparently, cabbies in Montreal are losing, like, 30 to 50% of their revenue because of Uber. Which they, because they're in a cabbie union or something, they're like, it's illegal, blah, blah, blah. But Montreal doesn't agree that it's illegal, so the cabbies have just turned to selling, like, booze and cigarettes and snacks illegally out of their cabs in retribution. Is the idea that they're going to do something illegal because they perceive what Uber is doing as illegal, or is it they're going to do this illegal thing specifically just to help their revenue? Well, I think it's both. I think their defense is, well, we can do this illegal thing because Uber is an illegal thing, but I'm pretty sure it hasn't been ruled an illegal thing, so it's almost certainly not going to work. Yeah. But I also think there is an aspect of, like, I would want to ride in a taxi selling beer. That's pretty cool. I would be worried that the driver is getting high on his own supply. Mm. Mm. Oh, I hadn't even considered that. Mm. You're, mm. Boy, you're paranoid, Sam. I'm a suspicious man. Yeah, you're a suspicious fellow. Yeah, I guess, I guess, maybe, possibly. But I wonder how this is going to play out. Like, if these guys are going to get arrested or what, or, like, lose their licenses or what the deal is. I wonder if, like, if it was just a couple guys doing it, I feel like they would just immediately lose their licenses and that would be it. But if it's, like, the whole actual union is doing it, then I feel like it's tougher to crack down on everybody. 
Yeah. Well, um, as of Friday, there were only five confirmed people. Oh, okay. So, so this is a little misleading, then. Yes, yes, it is. It, it's, it, it should. It's like one disgruntled guy selling cigarettes out of his taxi. Yeah, you could you could be like Oakland shopkeepers murdering their customers. Yeah. If it's yeah. just like two dudes done did that. Yep. Man, my favorite racist part of this article is how the uh, Montreal cab driver they decided to quote was named Hassan Katoa. Well, that's not racist of them, if that's the man's name. No, no, no. It's racist of me for finding it amusing. Oh, okay. And now what is this? You said that was the your favorite racist part. Can you tell us your second through fifth favorite racist parts? <laughs> um, hmm. I don't really want to search for the article to come up with that many more racist thoughts in my own head. Okay, that's fine. Yeah, but boy, Montreal taxi drivers, good luck, I guess. Or not, whatever. Yep. This thing that kind of, they're doing, I would think, was really neat if this were sanctioned by the city. But yeah. I kind of just think it's like they're they're being pissy. Yeah, especially because Uber has not been ruled illegal. Yeah. So, but still, if you're in Montreal, try to snag a beer from a cabbie. Uh, bu- or- buy one, buy one, not just snag one. <laughs> no, candy. you're allowed to just throw money at cabbies and run away, and they like won't even be bothered. Haven't you seen the movies? I have no idea what you're talking about. Oh. A movie trope is that, like, the main character or whoever is taking a cab somewhere and they just, like, throw a fistful of dollars at the cab driver and, like, sprint out of the cab. Oh, I see what you're saying. Yeah. Um, But that was a a lengthy explanation for a very minor joke. So what else do we have? Uh, You want to hear about a sandwich I ate this week? Yeah, I do. All right, so imagine you're going to have... The greatest sandwich in the world. And there were three key components, other than, of course, the bread. Right. Uh, just spitball for me a grand three-component sandwich. If Well, if I was going to make one. Yeah. Right? It's, it, this is Tyler's grand sandwich? Yeah. Bacon. Uh-huh. Uh, cheese. Sure. And then, I mean, I guess some other meat, right? Yeah, I was thinking something more along the lines of fried chicken, mac and cheese, and barbecue sauce. Oh, see, barbecue sauce was something else I was going to go with. Wow, wow, that sounds really good. It was super duper good. Where'd you get that? Uh, a place called Vintage, which is like a brew pub out here. Oh, damn, man, I, my favorite, like, brew drinking area serves zero food, and it's very upsetting. Oh man, do you? We have a place like that that we like, uh, where they serve beer but not food. Can you bring food to yours? Yeah, you can, but like, I don't have a car. Right. They they strongly encourage it. They have a bunch of uh, magnets and menus for places that'll deliver. Oh, that's a good idea. And like, so you can just be like, yeah, bring bring me this pizza to the Malt House, and they'll know what to do. And apparently, on multiple years, they've won awards for uh best bar kitchen in madison (laughs) even though they don't have one that's pretty funny see yeah no the place i go to does is not so like you can bring in stuff but they don't like there's no menus anywhere so it's very upsetting damn mac and cheese and fried chicken that sounds good as hell It, it very much was it was like i was trying to think of something earlier today 
to be like, oh man, he's going to ask me if I did anything fun this week. And the most fun thing I did this week was probably eating that sandwich. That's great. That's fun. That counts. Delicious sandwich. I think the, the best sandwich I've ever had, uh, luckily, happens to be in the town I currently live in. Nice. It's called the Kashrut, which is amusing. Why is that amusing? I don't know what that means. Oh, Kashrut is uh, the Jewish dietary law. Oh, okay. Yeah. So, And it's made with like a shitload of pork. I see. Yeah. It's good as a motherfucker. I thought you were going to say hold on thing. Hold on, Jack's Club. That's a very good sandwich. Yeah. But I think the cash root is better. It's a yeah. sub shop from where we went to college together. It's yeah. Good. It burned mm. down, and it was the saddest day, and then they rebuilt it, and it was the best day. Uh, that three, was a good day. Three sex. let's send this around the horn. What's the best sandwich we ever had? Oh, no. Oh, no. Uh, uh. Remember a couple of days ago when I made you a ham and cheese sandwich with butter on it? <laughs> oh. Why does everyone get so uppity about sandwiches with butter on them? I used to make her sandwiches dry, because I'd be like, you want any mustard yeah. or anything on this? And she'd be like, nah, dry. And I was like, no, you can't eat a sandwich dry. And now her condiment of choice is just butter that I spread on it. Ugh, God, white people. Yeah, really. <laughs> I mean, to be fair, he just puts mayonnaise on his sandwiches, no, I put, and I, that doesn't make any sense. No, I put, I put mustard on them. There you go. Mustard is an acceptable choice. I wouldn't choose it, but I can understand it. Uh, also, barbecue sauce, if the if the timing's right. I put barbecue sauce on goddamn everything. I should have been born in the South, because I'm so racist and love barbecue sauce. <laughs> yep. But instead, I was born in the cold northern wastes. Where you have to put maple syrup on everything. <laughs> I also enjoy maple syrup. Let's see. What else? What else do we have going on? Okay, we'll do another article. Why not? That's where we're going. So, this one from DenverPost.com. New Belgium said to be exploring buyout offers. So they're, they're currently employee-owned. So I don't know how they, as a unit of employees, say we want someone to buy us. Yeah. I assume they have some sort of management board that they have empowered. Yeah. If it was me, I would be pissed off. I feel like employee-owned businesses are the way to go. I th- I feel like co-ops are the future. I wouldn't want to sell out like that. I mean, what you could do if you're at an employee-owned business is even if you're opposed, you're going to get shares. So you're going to you're going to get money for your shares. Then you can just quit and take your money and work for a different employee-owned business. Yeah. I guess that's true. I don't know. I mean, so we've talked a lot about buyouts and stuff like that, you know, craft beer um, being bought out by macros. I'm honestly not that surprised that New Belgium is looking for a buyout because they're about as macro as you can be while still being craft, kind of. You know what I mean? They're they're hitting a a level of critical mass where they're not going to be able to expand that much more with their current distribution scheme. Right. And if they want to get bigger, I guess they don't care anymore. They just want money. Really, so, I mean, it, it's not about an individual's vision, I guess, as much as the whole board of directors coming to some sort of consensus. Is what I would imagine, because I'm not there. But right. Yeah. Um, so, I mean, I don't know. You know, the idea of them being bought isn't a terrible idea, but the fact that they're employee-owned business being bought, ugh, I'd be so upset if I weren't there. I don't feel like their beer will change, really. I mean, I don't... I guess they have... Uh, 
the lips of faith. That's them, right? Yeah. Lips of faith, which is like kind of just their series of doing weird shit. I wouldn't be surprised to see a decline in their weird shit. Yeah. But I don't see the recipe for Ranger or Fat Tire or any of their standbys changing. Yeah, they're such easy beers anyway, you know. They're not really, like, doing anything different. No, they're not. Yeah. So, I don't know, New Belgium. I guess good for you guys for making that paper. I don't really know. We'll, we'll see. Well, so, I said I got a new computer. And Samuel talked about eating a sandwich. Three stacks, what's the best thing you've done this week? Oh, goodness. Um, I don't know. Mostly, I'm just trying to make it through to Christmas, which I'm very, very excited about. You love that Christmas action? I mean, I like Christmas. Mostly, I like days off of work. Oh, uh, yeah. And getting to eat all kinds of good food and make crazy amounts of cookies. There is some good Christmas food. I gotta say, that holiday ham is boss. Three Sex, you want to tell them about one of your family's traditional grubbins that are probably not going to be there this year, luckily for me. Yeah, uh, I guess it's a, a Polish thing. I'm not entirely sure, but something that I was just raised to believe was normal at holidays is eating raw beef and onions as an appetizer. Dude, what? You just get, like, raw ground sirloin and put it <laughs> on on rye bread with some onions, and you just eat it like that. Dude, what? And that's apparently a thing that people just do. I don't know. My family that has is... always done it. I have never tried it because it terrifies me. That is the whackness. <laughs> so, wait, hold on. Is this is there a name for this dish? I want to look it up. I I've literally only ever heard it referred to as raw beef and onions. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Her family has two two traditions. It's raw beef and onions and getting foodborne illnesses. Yeah. Yeah, seriously. I, they apparently, like, in the last several years, like, I don't know if the the people at the butcher shop just know that this is a thing people are going to do, but, like, they apparently just make you, like, agree not to sue them if you get sick from eating raw meat. Where, where are you from? I'm from Chicago-ish. Oh, okay. uh, my mom's side of the family, which is the side that does that. All uh-huh. lives in Wisconsin, so uh-huh. I don't know. Well, are there like Chicago's a big city, so there are a ton of immigrants, but there are there like a lot of poles in Wisconsin? I think there's a lot in Chicago, actually. Well, yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like uh, that doesn't that that doesn't surprise me because it's a big ass city. Um, but like I'm pretty sure Chicago has the largest concentration of Polish people outside of Warsaw. So, uh, but yeah, I don't know. There's a lot of Germans in Wisconsin. I don't know if there are that many Polish people, but this might just be like a weird family tradition that has gotten passed down and that was the side of the family it was on. So I've just been led to believe that this is a thing that Polish people do and actually it's a thing that no one else does. Maybe your family is actually vampires. I was thinking the same thing. Like they're reformed vampires and they're trying their best to like fit in. Yeah. And this is just how they pass it off. Like, yeah, no, it's a Christmas tradition. Don't worry about it. Wait, do you have a habit of bringing boys home for Christmas that are never found? (laughs) What? No? Okay, cool. (laughs) Crisis averted. I brought home one boy for Christmas, and it was an accident. Yikes. 
is because I was dating this dude and he gave me some sob story about how neither of his parents wanted him there for Christmas and he was going to spend it alone. So I let him come spend like half of Christmas with my family and it was really upsetting. It was upsetting? He was a weird dude. Oh, okay. He ru- Did he ruin Christmas? I mean, he didn't ruin Christmas, but like, it was not as fun. Mm. How long after that did it take you before you broke up with him? Uh, about two months. Wow, three stacks. Uh, oh well. I mean, things were going downhill, but he was also emotionally needy. And I kind of felt bad. I'm pretty sure I could push her down a set of stairs and she wouldn't break up with me. Right. Also, I'm bad at breaking up with people. Yeah. I have never done that, so maybe I'm terrible at it. Who knows? Uh, mm, uh, uh, uh. This is some sexy noises you're making over there. <laughs> so sexy that you're in the mood for the porn game? I might be. Alrighty. Man, mine is very upsetting today like not gross it's just dumb and i don't understand how we haven't done it before okay is Uh, it easy then i feel like it's pretty easy okay maybe my hint isn't that good though so it's about uh it's it's a porno it's a movie based on a movie and this porno is about anal sex specifically the things that are involved in that so butts and dicks yep was that it? Well, I mean, you got one word almost right so far. Fun with Dick and Harry. No, no, no. I think we've done something like that. Probably. This is our 126th episode, but, homie. But Dick is correct. Okay. It's the other one's got to be like ass or rear. Yep, there you go. You got it. So Dick and ass are both there, and I haven't gotten it immediately, huh? Those are the only two words. Dick, ass, ass, dick. Dick, ass, ass, dick. Dick ass instead of kick ass? Yeah. Oh, get the fuck out. I told you. Well, what do you have? Yeah, three stacks. What do you have? Oh, no. Uh, nothing. Maybe I'll come up with something if Don't Sam goes, but I, yeah. Yeah, realistically, that's not going to happen. All right. Well, Sam, I know you have a great one. All right. So this, this one is about this super hot babe who is uh, what some would call a dime, meaning like, you know, a flawlessly beautiful woman. But uh-huh. the, the issue with her is that she's just very, very rude and mean and just a jerk. So, is she a, is she a 10? Is that what you're saying? Uh, the, the number isn't involved. I just was trying oh. to think of a word for a flawless woman. So, she's rude. Yeah. And this is a movie? Yes. Hmm... Is beautiful in there? No. No. Lovely? No. Mm. Mean? See, uh, no. I, I see you've changed words. Uh, I have. I have. So, uh, she's she's very lovely, very beautiful. Right. Uh-huh. But the big thing to note is she's flawless. There's nothing wrong with her. Other than the meanness. Pure? Perfect. There you go. Oh. Now you're cooking with butthole. <laughs> Ass and dick. <laughs> um, so perfect, perfect, perfect. The perfect something. No. No. Perfect is a non-changed word. Okay. 
Come on, three stacks, jump in here. You you always do so well. I always do well when I'm not actually playing. See, next time you're super judgmental, remember it's harder when you're in the in the soup. Yeah, in the hot seat. Uh, Does is it the something about the perfect storm? Oh, is it just bitch perfect? It's bitch perfect. Oh my god. See? The nice stacks. thing about bitch perfect is that it's better than dick ass. Well, it is better than dick ass. I won't fight you on that. I also think it's better than what three stacks has. Which is nothing? Yeah. I see the I wheels think... turning. I feel like she has something, but she's just embarrassed about it. I don't. I really don't this time. Okay. Sometimes that is the case. Okay. I feel like dick ass is, is better than nothing. Unfortunately, I have to agree. Yeah, I'll take it. Uh, let's see. What do we have as our last article here? We have one. I don't really want to talk about this one, though. So I'm going to do a quick change-up. And we're going to talk about uh, the techhive.com Nitro Brew. It's a nitrogen injector that will that will nitrogenate your beers. I know how much you like nitrogenation, Samuel. Well, just talk to Three Stacks. She loves that shit. I enjoy it for some things. Do you do you like it for pretty much everything, Three Stacks? I mean, I I really like the nitro mouth feel. Yeah. Um, and I think that might be in part because I I don't love carbonated beverages. Like, if I have a bottle of soda, I will just shake it and open it a couple times because it's too fizzy. Uh. That might also be why I always drink, like, four sips of a soda and then leave it for six hours. And then I kill her. <laughs> oh. But I think, I I don't know, I like the smoother mouth feel. I haven't had a ton of nitros that were not also dark beers. Yeah. Which I think kind of biases me to like them a little bit more. But See, I had a couple dark beers nitrogenated that I liked, and then I had uh, a pale ale nitrogenated, and it was horrible. See, I feel like I've liked the nitro pale ales that I've had, but I also think that uh, I sometimes like my beers for the wrong reasons, and I think nitros are pretty. <laughs> oh, no. Same reason she likes me. <laughs> yeah, okay. But um, anyway, this thing uh, is a little nitrogenator kit essentially it has three different pieces it's got a little air compressor and a little kettle and a little nitro station and i guess you can take pretty much any beer and plug it into this contraption or pour it into the kettle and then plug the air compressor in there and it'll like pull nitrogen out of the atmosphere and inject it into the beer and then oh you that's super cool yeah i have no interest in this product but Scientifically, that's a really neat idea. Yeah, it seems cool. Um, except that, yeah, I don't know. I don't. It it also costs like three hundred dollars. Three hundred and fifty-five dollars. That's crazy. So I don't feel like it's necessary, but maybe the technology is interesting. I mean, one of the one of the things you can think of is a lot of the time when new scientific innovations go on the market, they're very expensive, and then yeah. this could just be a precursor to five years from now when you can buy this and it's affordable yeah i don't know but for me like even if it was affordable this just falls into the category of like why you know like it's like the extra hops to add into your beer or just just buy the beer you want to begin with you know what i mean i mean i think 
this has a lot more of a purpose to it than like hop tea bags in my mind just because as someone who likes nitro beers like that's not an experience you can really have at home i've bought nitro beers that were bottled and they just tell you to pour hard and it's still not at all the same like I think the the best canned or bottled nitro I've had is Old Chub Nitro. Yeah, Old yeah. Chub Nitro is the probably my favorite nitro. But other than that, you do, I I don't think I've ever really had a nitro beer at home that felt like a nitro. What price point would this have to fall to for you to want to get it? I don't know. Um I'd probably pay like 150 for it. But it's also already significantly cheaper than I would have expected it to be. Really? I was thinking probably 25. (laughs) I don't, I just, I feel like this is more complicated science than, than it would need to be. Hey man, a Game Boy is pretty complicated science and you can get an old one of them for 20 bucks. There you go. Yeah, but like a soda stream is less complicated science and that's like a hundred bucks. Yeah, and soda stream is fucking stupid. (laughs) Uh... I, I think one use case for this is, Tyler, you were saying just get the beer you want to get. But Are you going to talk about homebrewing? Because that's I, a good idea. I was going to talk about homebrewing. Yeah. Because I, I don't know that there are that many beers. Really, I don't think I've had any beers that I've made that I think would be better on Nitro, but I have a strong bias. I'm sure that there are beers that I've made that Three Stacks would have preferred on Nitro. And especially because I suck ass at carbonating properly and <laughs> just about every brew I've made in the last 10 batches has been either overcarbed or undercarbed. Uh-huh. If I could cut that out and make a machine do this part for me, that I mean that would help. Yeah, I will accept that. I do think it would be probably good for a home brewer. I guess my mind was on just like using it on other beers cuz that's what this reviewer did. Um but yeah, if you want to if you want to nitrogenate your own beer, this might be a good way to do it. So you're right about that. I, I think it could be fun to nitro beers, not just because you think I like this, but I would like it better on nitro. But instead, just like, wouldn't it be wacky if this were on nitro? <laughs> like, give me a nitro Corona. Oh gosh! Just like, not that I think it'll be good, but just for shits. I mean, and then you know, next thing I'm gonna be nitrogenating orange juice. I'm gonna be. Yeah. I'm gonna try to nitrogenate whiskey, like right. if I have this machine and like since it's pulling from nitrogen in the air, I kind of assumed initially that you're gonna to have to buy tanks or something for this, but it's you can do this forever, from what I understand. So unless fucking, you pulled out all of the nitrogen. Oh shit, man! Yeah. Uh, but like nitrogenate like crazy. See if you can nitrogenate some ham. I don't know. <laughs> Make a ham smoothie and nitrogenate it. Yeah, why not? Goes down smooth. Jesus. Goes down smooth. Oh boy. Well, all right. Okay, so maybe it's not a terrible idea, but I, I, I would not get it. I'm also broke as fuck. So there you go. Yeah. Yeah. That's about it for the articles, I think. So. I don't know. Should what we, do you guys want to do? Should we uh, round them up or should we just rate? Well, I guess there are a couple There are a couple little lightning round things we could do if you want. Do you want me to do that one you didn't want to talk about? Mm, not really. I mean, you can. I don't care. Whatever you want to do. Nah, fuck it. 
So from TravelPulse.com, we have, which U.S. airline offers the best beer menu? This article makes me so angry. There, there is a, an issue that really should have gotten caught by an editor that didn't. Uh, 3 6 one point. Well, let's, let me explain what this is first. It's, it's just a, kind of a listing of all of these breweries that sell beers, and they provide uh, beer advocate ratings and then like an average rating. Uh-huh. So, for instance, Spirit Airlines, this is one of our lower performers, has Bud Light, Budweiser, Miller Light, Dos, and Dos Equis uh, for an average score of 56.25. Which that is seem, not great. Seems really low to me. I'm surprised Bud Light's as low as 48 because I feel like Beer 30 was a 60. Yeah. And Beer 30 is just the worst goddamn beer. <laughs> uh, but, three six, you want to point out what you were showing me before the show? Uh, so... This article lists a bunch of airlines and their average scores, and then if you scroll to the bottom of that list, it says, the winner is Alaska Airlines, and there's a whole paragraph talking about how Alaska Airlines' score of 71.8 was the highest, uh, and JetBlue would be higher if they didn't count Angry Orchard, and it would have a score of 72.8, but according to this, their actual ratings... Delta has an average score of 73.6, which they just completely ignored. What a bunch of jumps. So, if you're going to make a list of things that are just numbers, and you're going to point out the highest one, learn to do some math, because it hurts me, and I'm not great at math. Sam only makes me do math when I'm too drunk, and he doesn't want me to puke in his car. Yeah, I do that. Yikes. It works. I think... Having to do math while drunk would make me puke a million times faster. It's just something to make her focus. Right. Uh, so I'm, I'm looking at some of these beers, and a lot of these that are the highest ranked, because that has the individual scores for these beers. Uh, Virgin America sells Anchor Steam, which is 87, which, now, excuse me, I'm kind of just, like, quickly glancing at this. I believe is the highest rating on here. Which is not a not a great not a phenomenal Steam beer. It's not a tremendous beer. There's Sam Adams Boston Lager at 86, which I think is fine. Harpoon UFO is at 82, which I think is a better beer than either of those two. But I guess the point I'm making is, it doesn't seem to me. Maybe this is just I'm getting too up my own ass and snobby with beer. It doesn't seem like it's like look at these crap beers and look at these great beers. It's like look at the the range of crap beer they have. Yeah. Yeah. The closest thing on here to craft beer, I think, is like that Alaskan free ride APA. And that's not a great beer. No. Well, it got, it got an 85. So that's 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 one of the higher rated ones. But I mean, I've had it. Oh, I you have? I would give it an 85. Oh, okay. I mean, I guess it's, it's neat that Alaska Airlines has two different Alaskan beers. And oddly enough, a Hawaiian beer? What are yeah. you guys doing? Yeah. Uh, so like, that's cool. They got a little bit of heritage going on, but... Yeah. Screw the contiguous 48. Fuck them. Fuck them. Let's go on to our second and final from BeervanaBuzz.com. Indiana's goofy cold beer law lives on. Yeah, apparently in Indiana you can't buy cold beer from a grocery store. You can buy warm beer from a grocery store, but not cold beer. Can you buy ice and a cooler from a grocery store? Almost certainly. Okay. So, yeah, I don't really know what the deal is, Indiana. That is pretty goofy. I mean, I feel like states are always really weird about beer and, like, 
They think that if you buy it warm, you're not going to drink it immediately. Yeah. And also, I don't know, like in Wisconsin, you can't buy beer at a store after 9 p.m. to encourage people to go to the bars. So this might just be to encourage people to go to liquor stores. Mm. Or bars. Or bars. Or bars. Wait, you guys say that? Nah. Okay. Great, great point. Great point, G. Thank you. Thank you. Wonderful. Or it could be the whole, like, there shouldn't be children in liquor stores, but they might be in grocery stores, and you don't want them to think that they could just grab a frosty beer. But it is okay for them to think they can buy a warm beer. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. Okay. I don't get people. I think the consensus is, oh, Yeah. Okay. Yep. So you want to go to Rate Studios USA? I would love to. It's my. It's the happiest place on earth. Yeah, sure, okay. I will start, and then uh, the two of you can give head-to-head ratings. Okay. So I had Perry Noel, or something like that. A Belgian Christmas ale. It was 7% ABV. It was okay, I guess. I really didn't discover much more in drinking it. You know, there was a little bit of kind of fruity sweetness, a little bit of kind of clovey yeastiness, but it was all fairly subtle. So I'm going to give this like a 5-6, I guess, and recommend it to people who want a holiday drink that isn't actually a Christmas ale. Were you trying to make me jealous during that? <laughs> you used, you used uh, your old nickname for me to describe your beer. Yeah. Fruity Sweetness? <laughs> Little Fruity Sweetness. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I'm bigger oh. than you, you dick. <laughs> uh, so Three Sex and I both had uh, two brothers, Peppermint Bark Porter 2015, 7% ABV. 6.7. All... What? These old eyeballs. 6.7% ABV. I'll go start. Go first if you don't mind. Yeah. Um, so my opinions of it didn't change a whole lot throughout. I had a, a decent malt to it with a, a little bit of chocolatiness in the malt. Uh, but the main pervasive flavor was the peppermint. I wish that had come through more in the aroma because um, it kind of smelled like it was going to be weak. And then it was a nice surprise when I drank it. But it would be it'd be nice to have the whole the whole sensory experience. Uh, overall, I think that this succeeded at what it was trying to do. So I'm going to give it a 7.7 and say anyone who wants to drink a beer in the wintertime should have this. I think if I was having this in the summer, I would be like, what is this supposed to be? Meh. Yeah. Sounds appropriate. All right. Three Stacks, do you have anything to add to that? I wish that I disagreed with him, just because I think it would be more interesting, but I think he was he was pretty spot on with this. I've been doing this a long time, Three Stacks. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. I, I actually don't know that I would want it to smell more like mint, just because I would have concerns about... Uh, I think a lot of the time with mint and alcohol as a combination, you can run into issues where you just think you're drinking mouthwash. Yeah. And I think that it's hard to get that out of your head when that's what you smell. So I think going easy on on the aroma is for the best. Yeah, I think it's it's a solid, solid winter drink for when it's inexplicably raining in madison wisconsin in late december and you don't actually want peppermint hot chocolate which 
is the thing that I pretty much always want, but you know, sometimes you gotta change it up. I would I would give this an eight five. Again, I think I just like peppermint and chocolate as a combination more than Sam does. But yeah, I would recommend this beer to pretty much anyone who likes dark beers and isn't afraid of something a little bit different. Um, All right. Also, I want to point out that the bottle is shiny, and that makes me very happy. Oh, did you put a number on this one? Eight five. Okay, great. I guess I must have just must have missed it. Um, so you all are pretty much in agreement. Samuel, what do you have for next week? So I feel a little bit like a jackass because two weeks ago I had, or last week, last week I had a toppling Goliath beer, and next week I'm having a toppling Goliath beer. And usually I would. Uh, space those out a little bit more uh-huh. but as of next week hopefully i will have seen the new star wars movie and this is on theme uh this is toppling goliath's light speed pale ale made with millennium and falconer's flight hops oh i like that so that's that's too cute not to grab um amusing and i like this brewery i mean pale ale is a little bit of a lame style but it's nice to just have something basic you know Get back to regular-ass beer every now and then. <laughs> All right, well, I look forward to that one. That sounds pretty good. Three Stacks, thank you for filling in on the show. We always appreciate it. Thanks for letting me crash your party. Yeah, of course. And everybody, we appreciate you listening to another episode. If you have anything at all to say to us, you can comment on the links at BruceDayTuesday.com. You can tweet at us at BruceDayTuesday, or you can email us at BruceDayTuesdayPodcast at gmail.com. Other than that, don't let the bastards keep you down. We will see you next week. Bye now. Bye. Catch all your tears. Drink the remedy, forget about your problems. Here comes a shot. Lose all your thoughts. Drink the remedy, forget about your problems. This one's on me. Fix you for free. Drink the remedy, forget about everything. This one's on me. Got what you need. And take your medicine. You feel better, friend. India's goofy cold beer law lives on. Did I say India? You did, yeah. Christ on a cracker. Let me do that again.